0: Albert Einstein once said that play is the highest form of research. Well, let's get ready to do some research. This is teach, play, learn the podcast, and I am your host, Adam Peterson. Before we get to today's episode, got to give a huge shout out to the guys behind our intro music that we use. Brian and Neil, my buddies from the band Cuckoo Kangaroo. Visit CuckooKangaroo.com to see more of their music and awesome merch, as well as check out their YouTube channel and a big thank you to our sponsor of teach, play, learn the podcast. Jose and Sean, my friends from Berto & Co. If you don't know what Berto & Co is, use the shopping link in the show notes to visit BertoAndCo.com to see top-notch teacher planners, at-home planners, T-shirts, and more with the coolest designs on them. And when you use that shopping link and use the promo code ADAMP15, you will save yourself 15% off your order at BertoAndCo.com. Let's get to today's topic. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. So excited to be here with you on another episode of Teach, Play, Learn, the podcast. As we get closer to gearing back up for school, whatever that may look like in your state or wherever you are, it's probably gonna be different even by the time you're listening to this. But I wanted to bring on a guest today who is an in-classroom teacher still, who has a lot of experience with with play-based resources, Um, a presenter, a friend of mine, an amazing educator, wife, mother, you name it, she, she does it. Uh, my friend, Hillary Statham, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. It's good to see you. So I gave you a brief introduction of all your, your stuff, but tell the listeners more about you as an educator, as a as a person. Who Who is Hillary?
1: So I was trying to think this year, I thought, am I going into my 13th year of teaching or 14th? <laughs> I
0: it's tough it's to remember sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's my 13th year of teaching and I've taught fourth, fifth, kindergarten, transitional first, and they are looking at moving me to second grade next year. I haven't shared that with you yet.
0: No, you haven't, but I I mean, I can't, I say like, no, like no, because I love you in this space, but you'd make a phenomenal second grade teacher too. And my wife teaches second grade, so she could share ideas and you guys could go back and forth on that. But yeah, so they're looking at like this year, possible second grade?
1: Yes, so depending on the numbers (laughs) on the first day of school, I'm either going to be teaching kindergarten or second grade.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, Yeah. Like on top of all the other
0: uncertainty going on right now.
1: (laughs) I was just telling Adam how stressed out I am. So this adds to it. Um, I'm excited about it. That's a group of kids that I've had. I know you've heard me talk about those kids a lot. Um, so, it'd be kind of neat to see those kids again, but I'm also just stressed about possibly switching grades. so well, for
0: what it's worth, I think I think they would only pick someone they know that could do it, you know, so i'm sure I'm sure there is some respect there because they know that you'd be able to make that transition. I'm not just saying that because you're my friend, but I know you as a teacher too. So I, I think they've got their mind right in the right I mean. I'm sure there's others that they're like, "No, we don't want to do that to them at all.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know, but um, I'm excited about the possibility of it, but it's very stressful. And I'm setting up two classrooms right now.
0: That's what I was just going to ask. So how do you even prepare? Like, yeah, like you can't so my have first anything. Question,
1: in when they asked me about it, my first question was can I leave my room the way it is if I have to go to second grade? Because I've worked really hard on my room. I've spent thousands of dollars on flexible seating. Um, and just my classroom in general. And so I just couldn't bear the thought of having to pack it up and try to move for just one year because right. this is like a large population of second graders. So anyways, they're letting me leave my classroom the way it is, but I have to set up a different classroom too. So
0: so your kindergarten classroom wouldn't be used by someone else?
1: It's going to be used by the ESL department okay. if I stay in second.
0: So it could still be a kindergarten set up classroom, meaning you could go right back to it next year if, right. if they move you back, okay well, that's a little bit less a little bit less stressful, right no,
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, when I went to school and was looking at two different rooms and trying to figure this out. But
0: well, yeah, teachers know it's hard enough to set up one. I mean, every year, my goodness. Well, so, so listeners, this is when I said on top of uncertainty, we're recording this in, in the in July of 2020, in the midst of still the COVID pandemic going on. Um, not knowing if schools are going to be back not knowing all that. And now Hillary is faced with another unknown uh yeah. so I'll be thinking of you my friend I, I wish I was I wish I lived closer because I could come, I'd come help you set up but that's quite a drive
1: you, you have a lot of experience in second grade from helping Trisha.
0: I do I help set up a second grade classroom every year so if you need any tips give me a holler that'll, that'll work yeah <laughs> well I'm excited so here's the thing this is kind of cool I did not know that before this but I know from seeing you present you're big on on games in the classroom you're big on play uh, and I know you have a lot of resources that kind of do that as well. With your own girls at home, I see you constantly posting play-based activities that you did while they were home. You know, during the pandemic, homeschooling, whatever we want to call it. But I would be very excited to see how you take that into second grade as well, because right. you know, from my experience, seeing Trisha teach second grade through a game-based atmosphere, it is possible and it's it's necessary. I mean, kids still need to be mm. doing to learn. So. I know with, with the way your classroom runs now and from what I've seen of you, you're, you're big on that. The kids learn best through experience, through doing. You are not, as you mentioned, a flexible seating style. You're not a, a sit and get style teacher is from what yeah. I know. So um, one thing I always ask my guests uh, is 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 why play? And if, if someone came to you, so let's say even as a second grade teacher now, if you're being poor, moved into that area of education and someone came and asked you, oh my gosh, in second grade, why are, they, why are they doing this? Why are they playing? What, what's your response to that question, Hillary?
1: Well, I would say play is what keeps them engaged because it's so easy just to let things um, go right over their head or to daydream. But when they're playing and they're actually doing it with their hands, hands on, um, it makes a big difference in them being able to understand everything. It also kind of gives them an opportunity to teach other kids while they're playing which yeah. is the highest level of learning when you actually can teach a concept.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And, and I'm so glad you said the engagement factor because so often when when things aren't aren't met or when goals aren't met or when standards aren't being, you know, shown on assessments it's because the child had a lack of interest in it. And and that's been proven that lack of interest. In it, I mean, I think about that with myself all the time. There are times where I'm in a meeting and I am zoned out and I don't get a thing from it it's because there's no engagement whatsoever. Um, we've even seen that at conferences. Like I always, uh, Didi and I were actually talking about this recently. Like that, that one person who you can tell is afraid to leave a session cause they don't want to hurt the feelings of the presenter. But I always say like, if you're not engaged in this, like it's not for you, go find something else. But same thing. There's been sessions that I've said, and I'm like, this is, I can't, I can't be attentive to it because it's not engaging. And I think I've heard a,
1: before that presenters are not good listeners. <laughs>
0: totally yeah
1: (laughs) and i actually love and this is i've done this for a long time i love to bounce around the session so that i get to see everybody because i just hate to miss out and um i that's what i usually do at conferences is try to go watch 20 minutes of each one but it probably just really messes you up
0: (laughs) it you know it's funny because i always i'm one who i always like poke fun at it like there's some prisoners who i know that drives them nuts I'm always like, like I. If someone gets up, I'm like, "What? What did I say? Where are you going?" Like, I try to make it sarcastic as possible. Yeah. but
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: I feel now. I'm like reminiscing. Like we haven't been able to present for for so long. I, I actually know. I had to wear my my SDE shirt because we should be in Vegas right now. We should be. I in know. Vegas this is going to the-
1: be my first year. You uh, have no idea how bummed I was.
0: I know. You, I know you texted me as soon as that email <laughs> came through. I'm and yeah. I know. It's weird. I've gone the last four. Uh, Trish and I were trying to think of this the other day. It's either four or five summers that that's been our our summer like that's been our our week away together because she's gone every year before she presented with me just to go to go with and support and mm-hmm. it's it's really weird not taking that trip this summer
1: yeah I hate it are Although, you doing the virtual
0: part? I am yeah so I'm going to be doing one one session for the the virtual conference are you I am too so are you on the, the kindergarten side
1: I believe it's first grade
0: first grade okay All right, cool. So yeah, if you're listening to this and it has not reached August yet, um, this will come out this weekend. So SDE, Staff Development for Educators, who Hillary and I were just speaking of, uh, usually does their national conference in Las Vegas, you know, 6,000 plus teachers, four days packed full of 400 plus sessions. And because of restrictions, that was canceled this year, but we are moving it online. So if you go to sde.com, registration is open for the virtual conference um, spanning grade levels. I'll be there, Hilary will be there. I know Didi's gonna be on there, some other presenters as well. So uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy to think that this is the world of of presenting now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is very crazy. It,
0: it's nuts, at least it can still happen. You know, we're still sharing yeah. ideas and, and the, if we find one positive from this, I know that's been a big one that, that the networking of teachers throughout all of this has been phenomenal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, all right, so, I love your answer with engagement, but um, if you're, and this is going to be hard for you because you've already got your ideas in place for kindergarten, but if you're moving to second grade, it's going to be a little bit different. But as a teacher who who is is phenomenal at setting these types of things up, because I know you are, and I've seen it in action through your presentations when I've, when I've snuck in there, um, what are some things that you recommend? So let's say, uh, especially it's going to be tough for brand new teachers right now, but, but teachers who are, are looking to, kind of jump into that engagement and that doing and that that play-based style. What are some things that you, like, are the top of your list that, like, you need this, this, this to get that kind of style set up? Mm-hmm.
1: It is a little bit trickier right now because you think about a lot of the games that we would play. They might be card games and board games. Yeah. Um, we can't really use those right now. I don't think they really want us to be using things where everybody <laughs> would use the same Um, materials. So it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have to think in different ways, but um, I'm not really, I've been thinking of ways for them to do games at home. Um, But it is going to change a lot in the classroom. For one thing, one, one game we always play in my room is tossing a ball back and forth. And I won't be able to do that this year. Yeah. No. You just have to think about what everybody is going to touch and that's, the, that's a big drawback this year.
0: Yeah. So I know, like, like tossing a ball back and forth is. I mean, I do like balloons in the classroom and and uh, scarves to throw up and catch things. So, I mean, I guess everybody gets their own little ball toss up to them. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 so weird. Yeah. It, it, I've been trying to think of that too. I've actually got a series of videos that I'm putting together for YouTube um, with kind of like following my dollar store teacher challenge ideas, but how to create. Simple things, so kids can still play games together. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be putting those out soon once I get them all recorded. But it's yeah, that idea is going to be different, and especially if we're not in school full time. Like there's going to be some schools, like here in Illinois, I know it's still up in the air. Uh, we had a survey come out last week as parents from the school our kids go to, asking what 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 of three options would you like the best? And they're not you know definite options in place yet. It was just if these are options, what do you think? And one was um, like full time, full day, full school, like like normal, Gosh. but with masks because uh, the Illinois State Board of Education is requiring that. Um, another one was half day in school, half day virtual, so they didn't have to all be together in the lunchroom because that's a big concern right now. And then another one was uh, every other day school, so like you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but virtually Tuesday, Thursday. I think I, I don't, or the other I, I I really don't know, and I don't know what's I don't know what's right. So for schools who might be doing that, I mean, I know there's some schools who've already said, we're going to start virtual. One of your big things, I know you're big on, on digital resources. You've created some really, really cool stuff. I love, love, love your, uh, your fairy tale stuff. Is that what it is? Fairy tales through.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so tell us about those. Cause you have put a lot of time and effort into those. I know, um, to help kids still learn at home, which is going to be huge right now.
1: Right. So a lot of, one of the big standards for kindergarten and one we go over all year long is character setting events, being able to identify those and being able to retell a story. And I've always been really big into fairy tales and nursery rhymes. Yeah. I think it's really important for little um, kindergartners to be able to recite at least five to 10 nursery rhymes easily. And so um, I came up with this resource. It's actually several resources. And it has nursery rhymes or fairy tales and you can push a button and hear the fairy tale read to you and you can move the characters around like puppets. Uh So as my daughter is watching it on her iPad or, you know, however she's watching it, she moves the characters around. She can listen to the story and then she could do it again and retell the story on her own using them like puppets. And then at the end, you have to answer comprehension questions. So you'll have to drag a character into the box and um, have to answer different questions about the fairy tale or nursery rhyme. And teachers have loved those because it was hard to teach those standards virtually, I think.
0: Oh, totally, yeah. So. Yeah, I love that too. And that goes back to what you said earlier about the, you know, it's a next level of, of teaching is, is reteaching. And retelling kind of follows that idea. You know, if, if they have to retell the story in their own words, that's meeting a huge standard there. If they're speaking that to a parent at home, that's another standard they're meeting there. So I love that because far too often, a lot of the, the digital stuff that happens right now is just watch a video, right? Or or tap a screen to, to turn the page or something. So the interactivity of that is is amazing. I know you've been with, with the, the at-home learning too. You had some really awesome ideas. And we talked about these on a, a Facebook Live segment that we did. I think you focused them mm-hmm. around one of your daughter's birthdays, but you had some really cool games for mm-hmm. practicing basic skills. Can you share some of those too? Cause those were, were amazing to see the pictures of.
1: Yeah. So I know one of them that I had shared was the paper plates. Yes, and I, that's had what I, numbers. I had written numbers on paper plates and then laid them out. And for my younger daughter who I don't even know if she was four yet, but she's four now. Um, I had used lower numbers one through 10 and I would call out the number and I would say, put your foot on number seven. But for my older daughter, I was using higher numbers. And I might say, put your hand on plate um, 82. And then I want you to count up from 82 for me. And so she would count on for me. Um, But they just laughed and laughed about that. And we also tossed balloons at different numbers. I would call the number and they would have to try to throw their balloon at that plate. So it was really easy. Just use paper plates that we already had at home.
0: I loved that. Yeah, the pictures looked fantastic. That you could tell they're having a blast. I'm I'm thinking as you're talking too that, you know, even if schools are in in a virtual setting, um, that could easily be something that a teacher guides you know through a lesson online as well. You know, if you've got 20 kids on Zoom with you. Have all the kids, you know, if you send an email or a text or whatever, maybe like prep ahead of time to have paper plates at home um, or a balloon at home, and you you could teach that lesson through play at home. I'm I'm thinking oh, yeah. like bean bags at home or hopscotch at home. There are so many things that we could still teach without the child just sitting in front of a screen, right? Like they could they we could watch them up moving around their their living room or whatever it may be. So yeah, I know from the pictures that your daughters had a blast that I can only imagine other kids having a blast with that yeah, too.
1: Yeah. I actually saw that I had one of the balloons in here. This thing is still going.
0: Is that, that's been a while
1: ago. Still blown up. <laughs> um, but this is just sight words written onto a balloon. And you could use um you could use a beach ball too. I also use right. beach balls for these a lot. But if every kid had their own, that would be kind of fun to watch them toss it and or of course, if they're if they're at home, they can practice with their parents. But we always just do wherever your thumb lands, you have to read that word. Mm-hmm. Um, you might ask them to generate a rhyming word. that's a little bit higher order for them. So and of course, these words could be more difficult for you know first, second, third grade.
0: Yeah, but the, how the the teaching factor there could be huge too. Because if if they all have them at home, you know, you're sitting on a, a grid view on a Zoom meeting. All right, one, two, three, everybody toss your balloon up, catch it. They could teach each other the sight words that they landed on. You know, so right. I think there there's such an opportunity for for the. I mean, we all know how this can look in a classroom, but in a virtual classroom, this could be. Could be huge too, and that's why I love about the ideas that you've shared so much. So, speaking of sharing, your blog is phenomenal. Your Instagram is is huge. I know people just love your your photos that you're constantly sharing. So, tell us more about the the idea behind Pencils to Pigtails and what people can find there.
1: So, I started Pencils to Pigtails to be like a motherhood and teaching blog. Um, and I always say I actually write more about teaching right now because <laughs> I'm teaching full time. And when I started the blog, I was on maternity leave. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where the idea came from. But uh, you can find all kinds of blog posts about STEM in the classroom. There's a blog post about those fairy tales and how I'm going to use them digitally. Um, there's a lot about games on there and how I use games in the classroom and different ideas to help you. Um, and then Instagram's probably where I'm most active. I'm on different, you know, social media channels. You can find it as pencils to pigtails but Instagram is probably the one I use the most and I've honestly taken a break this summer (laughs) just a little (laughs) bit it's just needed but um I'm back on there and trying to share ideas with everyone
0: yeah it's been it's been one of those summers that with all the the weirdness of the spring Mm -hmm. like I haven't made a new video for YouTube other than these podcasts for so long I do miss it but I've enjoyed this family time too and I think it's because normally like i'm creating content 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 all through the school year summer comes and it's a little bit of a break but this year it was i was i was like homeschooling through spring and didn't create much yeah. and now it's like this is the break like, it's, yeah, it's crazy exactly. so, now i'm excited to start pushing out content too i'm excited to see what, what you do as well uh we'll definitely link your your products and your blog and everything in the show notes but i really love your, your go-getter attitude, I guess, towards, I don't know what I'm going to be teaching, but I'm going to do it the best I can.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do the best job I can. Yeah. I we'll know see, you will. <laughs> and, will Hill um, second or kindergarten. Nobody knows.
0: <laughs> at least it's not like fifth or kindergarten, right? Like right. <laughs> second grade is a little bit closer to that, but I, I wouldn't know where to begin. So I give you all the credit in the world for, for taking that with a smile. I hope it was a smile. Well, I'm sure there was some other <laughs> emotions in there.
1: <laughs> this is, um, This is one thing that has me excited about it. My grandmother taught in a one room schoolhouse and she died shortly after I started teaching, but we were very, very close. And she was so happy that I was going to be a teacher. And she said to me, The very best grade to teach is second grade. Oh my gosh. They still love their kids or they still really love their teacher. Any substitute that comes in is going to do it wrong because their teacher does it right. (laughs) But she said they're not, you know, babies anymore. And they're really, they're a lot more independent. And so I've always had that in the back of my head that I need to teach second grade sometime because my grandma told me to.
0: That's pretty amazing to think. I like that connection. And maybe she's right. I know my wife absolutely loves second grade. She taught junior high for a long time, but Mm -hmm. second grade was where she at and is where she plans to stay. So I know regardless. Uh Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. So I know regardless of where you are, you're going to do phenomenal. I love that connection with your grandmother. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. I know that we've talked about that before. There's a reason for everything. And and life kind of points in the direction you need to go. So I like that attitude you have towards but that. I'm
1: still planning on doing that jump later. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to teach second. I'm still planning on doing that later. But if it happens this year, we'll be good to go.
0: You want to do it on your own terms, not someone else <laughs> telling you to. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much, Hillary, for chatting today. And uh, I'll link everything below so people can find you. And uh, good luck to you as you move into this new unknown
1: thank you it's
0: good to talk to you all right see everybody thank you all so much for listening if you want to hear more music like what you're hearing right now visit cuckoo and then please like share and rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it so others can find it too i'll see you guys on the next episode
1: because you are the
0: best